Jason Fury. Yes, sir. Did you know that in Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, there is, spoiler, there is the Illuminati team, which features two captains of the USS Enterprise. That is Patrick Stewart's Jean-Luc Picard and Anson Mount's Christopher Pike. Oh, right. Anson Mount, he is Christopher Pike, huh? He sure is. In the strange, is, is strange New Worlds or whatever? Strange New Worlds and I think on Discovery? Discovery is when they introduced him, yeah. Or reintroduced him. It's based off the character from the pilot of the original but series. I, I, actually, I actually noticed that while watching the movie. So it was a legit observation. You just put it in your pocket for later. And put it right in my pocket. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I didn't think about that because it's just such a, you know, I, I knew it was a guy from the Inhumans show, the same actor, and there was like a little nod to that, even though it was short-lived. But um, I didn't, he's, he looks so different as Pike that I didn't really think about it that way. He's still kind of an up-and-comer. Right. But he's getting, he's getting work, so. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I, get- I mean, I, I get it, but I guess I didn't think about it or know it, so. Yeah, good one. Uh, Adam Roth. Yes. Did you know in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness that the actor Benedict Wong frequently appears in space-themed movies, and not just any old space-themed movies, really, really good space-themed movies. So, for example, the four movies that come to mind, Sunshine... From 2007, mm-hmm. which is a great Danny Boyle movie. Mm-hmm. Moon from 2009, which I love. Sam Rockwell. Prometheus, 2012, which we both right. know and love. And right. The Martian, 2015, with Matt Damon. Uh, who is he in Moon? I don't know. He's in it. He's just a dude. Because I mean, nobody, was, nobody was really in it. Yeah, but he was in like the control center or something like that but yeah he showed up in i don't quite remember but i did look it up to confirm he's been in all four of those huh those are great movies some of them yeah some of them all of them great oh yeah sunshine oh sunshine sunshine's awesome dude are you kidding me that's so underappreciated it's got some good it's got some good stuff in there it's fantastic. Great. It's fantastic. You got to rewatch it, dingus. It's 2007, man. You got to rewatch it. It's fuzzy. It's great. All right. Well, I'll get I'll get to that at some point. Cool cool spacesuits in it though. Mm-hmm. There's that. They all have cool spacesuits. All of those movies. Let's see. Uh, that's true. There are really cool spacesuits in almost all of those movies. What do you mean almost? The Martian, that's a pretty cool suit. Grounded. Yeah, Martian, Martian's got a cool suit. Moon has a cool, has cool suit. Suits. Moon, yeah. Did they cover the DVD, man? Check it out. It's all right. Meh. Meh, right. poppycock. It's, it's, it's standard. All right. I would say those movies aren't great you're right they're fantastic jeez put that in your pipe and smoke it i guess i'm gonna have to 
Do you ever say that? I, I personally don't employ that saying, no. Mm. Mm, missing out. <laughs> I know. I know. All right. Well, we're talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, a 2022 Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 4 movie. It's a, it's a synopsis time. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is a, this is a lazy synopsis. It's a, a different universe's Doctor Strange, with the aid of a mysterious woman, opens up a portal to the multiverse, revealing a threat that may be too great for Doctor Strange and crew to handle. And it may, in fact, um, jeopardize reality as we know it. Crew. Terry Cruz. Cruz. Tom Cruise. Cruise. Disney Cruise. Cruise. Penelope. Oh, okay. Different. Yeah. I like I like it. So you're getting tired of superhero movies, is this correct? I'm I'm getting Marvel fatigue. Yeah. I'm getting a little I'm getting a little tired of superhero movies. Well, Marvel um, now. We th- we think I think we've we've agreed on this that Marvel kind of crested with with uh, Endgame. Absolutely, yeah. Um, they've been kind of trying to find their path ever since. Um, however, it didn't stop me from seeing this movie now twice. Say what? Now is yeah, this uh? On purpose, because you enjoyed it so much, or more of a social snafu? A little bit of both. Okay. Twice. Um, I can't tell you the I've last time it. I saw the same movie in theaters twice. I can't tell you either. Um, wow. But I was wow. just, I I was hyped on it for some reason, and I saw it, I saw it by myself, and then I <laughs> okay. saw it again with my brother. Okay. Well, Sam Sam Raimi helps. He's he's pretty awesome. So I think and there was there was definitely yeah. some Sam Sam Raimi. Excuse me. Good God, Whoa. man! Whoa, what's happening? There was something. Um, there was definitely Sam Raimi flourishes in this movie. He took some creative nods. He put his little signature in a few little spots. It's like, oh yeah, like uh, the camera chasing the character and the. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of nods to like horror staples throughout that I thought were pretty cool. So it's nice that he gets to push his signature through the Marvel Cinematic Universe rules and regulations handbook. Yeah, I mean, I think his style is pretty at this point. He has kind of a yeah, he's got his signature camera camera style and sort of how how what he does with it with his um you know point of view shots and stuff right um and he definitely put them to use here um yeah. i think i think that's that's accurate i personally horror, horror touches for sure definitely definitely a lot of horror touches i personally I'm a big fan of Sam Raimi in general, not only through the Evil Dead franchise, which is where he got his start, but um, I'm a shameless Spider-Man trilogy fan. I like all three of them, obviously some more than others, but 
I enjoy aspects of all three of those movies and they're very like him. <laughs> uh, so I, I really enjoyed seeing another Marvel movie led by him. I thought it was a good fit, especially for this storyline and this character. You know, Doctor Strange in the comics at least definitely is in hell quite often and dealing with demons quite often and stuff gets pretty grisly and dark quite often. So I think it was a welcome choice for the multiverse of madness. So I was I was pleased to see him attached to this. You know, I didn't put put it together, but when I was when I was looking up stuff about this movie for this here podcast, um, I didn't put two and two together that it's a HP Lovecraft reference, the title. Mm-hmm. The Mountains of Did Madness. You? Yeah, I didn't really I didn't really put that together. Yeah, yeah. I have the uh that book. It's a short story, but I have like a HP Lovecraft, it's The Mountains of Madness and other short stories like old school like pulpy paperback. It's fantastic. It's very very good. But yeah, definitely a nod nod to that. And this movie was very pulpy. Oh, this totally. Movie, yeah. This movie was now that I had an opportunity to see it twice, um, it's it's pulpy as all hell. What was the duration between your viewings? Was it like a day, two days? What are we talking here? I saw it once on Thursday. Okay. After it came out, and then I saw it again on a Monday. Okay, so some time. Because something I noticed about this movie was, my initial impression was like I liked it. Like I didn't. I wasn't like, oh, that sucked. I was just kind of like, oh, that was like interesting. That was, there were some cool parts to that, but I wasn't like head over heels for it. But as the days went by, I started to realize there was a lot more that I appreciated about this movie. Just like little things here and there, some, some of the character treatments, um, overall like style, like we're talking about, um, and the pulpiness of it. So it's definitely has a good aftertaste for me, but I wasn't like super wowed upon the first watching, but I've been thinking about it ever since, and I, I do. I think some people are hating on this one. I, I don't think it quite deserves that. I'm not going to say it was like the best Marvel movie ever, but I think it was at least took some bold choices and had some interesting, um, unpredictable kind of things going on that I appreciated. See, I can kind of understand why people don't like it, um, but I just feel like it at. 28 movies now or whatever we're at 77 it's like 77 marvel movies yeah i don't know i have no idea it's a lot i think we're at tw- i think we're at 28 now i was what i read that sounds right and it's like it's like it pretty much it doesn't really break the mold in terms of the marvel house style mm-hmm. i mean other than the director's you know signatures on in there right and and how he chose to shoot things right it's pretty much just a standard marvel romp well they're shamelessly formulaic like people think that's like a dig on the marvel franchise but it's actually its strongest suit it's like familiar it's like sports you know you watch the same shit over and over and over again that's like me saying oh that football game was just like the last football game you know there is a comfort and familiarity with the marvel formula now and i think some movies break the mold and try and get out of it a little bit like a guardians of the galaxy maybe or something like that but uh ultimately it's definitely like a formula and they follow the formula and you get to put in yourself and your style here and there but you got to get back on you got to get back in line so 
I think it's just a shameless formulaic kind of thing at this point because you know what? It works. People buy tickets during the pandemic. These are some of the highest grossing movies, you know, between like Spider-Man and, and Doctor Strange. They, they're doing very, very well. Yeah. And now, again, having seen it twice, you know, there was there was sort of the shock factor after the initial viewing of like, whoa, that happened. They did mm-hmm. that. Um, and getting to sort of see it again without that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I'm curious what that was um, like, seeing it so soon again. Like, if it was just cool to soak it in, or was it just kind of like, oh, since the shock value's gone, it's not that interesting? Well, what's kind of interesting was they they, they supposedly have planned out, you know, everything, you know, including the, you know, the, the TV shows and how they, how they tie into things. Very tied into the Disney Plus show, uh, WandaVision, yeah. But what's weird is how it really seemed to sort of like trample on everything that happened in that show. Right. And it's like it tied into it, but at the same time, it kind of undercuts what that show was about. Yeah. Like completely. And it's almost as if they paid no regard to anything that happened on that show. Well, let's let's uh, get into some of the, the more spoilerific territory. So... In WandaVision, I think kind of the main pull near the end of that was the abrupt, I don't want to say deaths, but more like, you know, her children that she thought she had turned out to not be real in that universe. And that kind of created this psychological rift in her mind. And then she was, you know, by the end of that show, determined to go find her kids because she could hear them through the multiverse or whatever. So... You think it's like this sweet, I'm going to get reunited with my kids kind of moment. But yeah, once you hit Doctor Strange, you realize, yeah, there are those kids are yours in a different reality that's not your own. It didn't happen on this world. They're not your kids. They're somebody else's kids. And she has no, she just disregards any of those other versions of herself in order to get those kids to, you know, to be their mom. It's very, it's kind of kind of heady it's kind of like it's kind of like kind of scary and kind of like villainous and they and they turn this funny happy-go-lucky character you know we we just saw her basically being like lucille ball for a few seasons like a few episodes of a show to this like mass murdering unhinged witch it was pretty crazy yeah and i think that that's that's where I didn't necessarily see that coming. I, I didn't realize she was she was the big bad of this movie. Oh, me neither. And they marketed it that way. That was like totally a trick. Like even the synopsis, when you go to like IMDb and stuff, it says like a threat that even Stephen Strange, Wong, and Scarlet Witch can't handle because she's been such a hero all this time. And then having her flip and become the main villain of this movie, I thought that was great. Like... I didn't think these movies could surprise me anymore because they are so formulaic, but I thought that was an interesting choice. I I was all for it. Yeah, it was an interesting choice, but it also kind of, you know, she came out of WandaVision, and if I remember correctly, she came out of WandaVision and she had sort of accepted... How, how How did WandaVision end? What What note did it end on? Well, it depends on if it was like the proper show ending. But remember, she had the Dark Home or that book 
they they made it seem like all was nice and dandy but then they like cut back to like the real version of her and she was like being consumed by that cursed book so it kind right. it kind it kind of set it up but also in my mind set it up where she's going to go on this like heroic mission to find her kids and i was like oh that'll be whatever maybe another season or in a later movie and then once doctor strange came about i was like oh she'll find her kids in that movie you know um and remember vision got resurrected and flew off into space so i thought you know wow they're gonna get to be reunited again but it doesn't look like that's gonna happen now right so yeah they just set they set up so much of a future for her that seemed predictable and they totally flipped it so i I thought that was cool i mean i'm open to that kind of weird shit with the marvel because you know I, i don't really care that much anymore about these characters so mixing it up like this gets me to care a little bit more yeah, I think it's cool to take the ingredients that they have and sort of and sort of subvert them from time to time. And I think it's not like it did it structurally this this movie, but it did it, um, yeah, with sort of what you expected was was going to happen with these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it just se- it just seemed like a weird thing. Like they had they had WandaVision. And yeah, I guess I guess you're right. I guess they kind of they kind of presented it like we didn't know where it was going after that. Right. But it just seemed like she kind of got through her issues, and she snapped was like, out of it. she had snapped out of it. Yeah, she did. She kind of she dabbled with being bad in whatever view or what Westview. Right. Um, yeah, she was kind of like on a tear near the end there. Yeah, she kind of she dabbled in that, and then she kind of snapped out of it. And was like, "Oh my god, what did I do?" Yeah, like I'm a hero. Um, I'm an Avenger. What am I doing? I'm Avenger. What am I doing? And then it's like, yeah, no, no, no. I'm a, I'm, I'm fully bad. Like full bad. Now I'm, I'm fully bad now. But think back at these she... Marvel movies. Wanda was introduced in Age of Ultron, which is just the second Avengers movie. So we're talking like deep cut MCU. She's been around for a long time, and in my opinion, the character has been very weak it's not been an interesting version of the scarlet witch or wanda maximoff i haven't in she she's wrestling with her accent they're not giving her a ton of screen time she'll come in and do a heroic thing here and there you know between civil war and infinity uh, uh war stuff like that but it's always been like oh this is just like not an in this is not a great this is not the character i read about in the x-men comics um so you have to admit i i hope you agree i'm not sure but this even even above WandaVision while that was a good performance i think that was like her second best version of Wanda i thought this was the best outing yet for her i thought it was great it was like to me a much closer to comic accurate scarlet witch and i i was there for it i thought it was cool she she was a cool villain <laughs> yeah she was she was it was cool i mean she was brutal she she was straight up murdering people like like a she, lot of people she's I, I like her. I think she 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 doesn't necessarily do full evil really well. Mm-hmm. I th- she kind of does this More thing unhinged. where she's like she has this like unhinged like on the verge of tears kind of kind of thing that she does like emotional outburst rather than emotional, a premeditated em- emotional thing. outbursts. 
emotional. I'm, I just don't know if I can contain myself right now. But she's so powerful. So it's like somebody that's not like mentally healthy with a lot of power. And what what does that do? And I think that's kind of what we saw in this movie. That's that's what we saw. But it was but it was not like full evil. I'm yeah I, yeah. It's not Thanos. Mean? Right. Yeah, that's true. But uh, that's kind of what makes it interesting. It's like um, almost an accidental villain. It's not like something she planned to be. In fact, she planned to be the opposite. She's planning to be an Avenger or just a recluse or something to the side. So kind of being a central villain all of a sudden, I think it makes the character a lot more interesting. And I think when we go back and watch older MCU movies, it's going to be like, oh, man, she didn't end up in a good road. They don't all have to have these beautiful endings, you know? No, no, not at all. And I like Steve I, I think... Rogers and stuff, and like it's it's always heroic, like you know Iron Man or Steve Rogers is well. If, romantic. They, if they always went, if they always went that way, there'd be no stakes, right? And we have to, we have to, you know, it kind of we have to be kept on our toes a little bit. Now you know, that it can, that it can go this way, or it can go that way, or it can go where you don't expect. So in previous podcast episodes, you've critiqued the MCU by saying it's. And I agree with you. It's like the stakes are just going out the window because there's all these new universes. People can be resurrected so easily. They're just there's reality shifts all the time now. So I, I I'm just curious if you thought that way with this movie. Even though they opened up the multiverse, people were dying left and right. Did it feel like it had gravity to it, or was it just kind of like, oh, now anything can go? Well, it's it. You know what? It still kind of did have because you're still you're still dealing with with you're dealing with versions of characters like cent- like our 616 or whatever version that's that's the new stakes that we have yeah. to we have to be okay with right you know it's like we know that there's other iron mans out there right we know that there's other realities where characters that have died are still alive doctor strange but, many of them some died some lived you know so we just have to we just have to accept that at this point it's you know the best the best you're going to get is um you know the the finality of a ver- a version of a character you know and if they're yeah i mean that's that's as that's as good as it gets those are the new stakes yeah i mean that's fine i think that's that can add some interesting elements and you know audiences love the cameo stuff and you can have these cameos where people don't have to sign like 17 movie contracts. They can just come in, do their thing for one movie. And if it catches on, maybe they explore it, but they don't have to. So I, I think that's, I, that's kind of I like that. I like yeah. I liked I liked that it's sort of, you know, we when we got the reveal of which to me was kind of the uh, the holy shit moment of the movie, at least at least on my first viewing when we when we see Reed Richards. That was definitely uh, I. They kept that under wraps. I, I'm on the internet constantly, and I didn't see that. I mean, there was people alluding to it, but I wouldn't have bet that it would have happened. Yeah, that was kind of a, like, whoa, that's that's crazy. Um, and So let's, you want to you line, inter- line up these cameos really quick? Who, who do we got? Sh- sure. So I think as they were revealed, we had... We had um, Anson Mount as as Black Bolt. Mm-hmm. We had um, Monica uh, Rambeau. Monica Rambeau, 
as, as Captain Marvel. As Captain Marvel. We had Peggy Carter as uh, the British Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick Stewart as Professor X. In like super 90s cartoon mode. Right. In, with Complete with... Uh, with soundtrack the, the theme song yeah, which the got theme. credited i saw in the credits it's like fox's animated shows theme song so they they totally went there <laughs> and uh john krasinski as reed richards right and so that was surprising what's cool about it is it's not necessarily it doesn't necessarily mean that that and more henceforth Oh yeah, Mordo, Baron Mordo. Yeah. Um, or not, not Baron Mordo, but just Mordo. Just Mordo, yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that when we get a Fantastic Four movie that we're going to see Krasinski as Reed Richards. We might. Right. He's just trying it on. But, I bet. I bet you they. I bet you they will. Yeah. Now I've got a hot Seems, take. Yeah. I. He wasn't that interesting as Reed Richards on screen. Like, he didn't have a lot to work with, and it was cool to see that, like, fan casting, but I wasn't, like, wowed with his performance. Is that you weird? Didn't, you didn't believe he was the... Sm- well, because they introduced him as the smartest man alive. Right. And so, you, you, that's 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 a lot. You have, to, you have to play the smartest man. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't um, buy it quite yet. I'm all for him being cast in that role. I would love to see him in that role like fleshed out i think he's a great on paper choice for it but uh i couldn't quite i don't know maybe it was just so jarring maybe if i watch it again it'll be less jarring but uh i was kind of like shocked and just kind of like whoa what and then he didn't he just turned into spaghetti no i see what you i don't think it's necessarily a hot take i think i think once i was once i was able to see it again without the 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 surprise Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know he he's just sort of there, right? He doesn't necess- he's not really given much to do, right? Except, and at this point, I <laughs> I I have actually seen little fan edit videos that they've managed to cobble <laughs> together with like cam footage, right? And it's like <laughs> they show him being like it it it, sh- it shows uh, is it Black Bolt that introduces them? I, for, I forget. I Patrick know. Stewart. Well, Blackpool doesn't like, talk. Oh, Everyone dies if he talks. Man. Not Black Black Mordo. Mordo. I mean Mordo. It was Mordo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mordo introduces them and is like, Reed Richards, the smartest man alive, and then it cuts to him being like, like one 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 utterance from Black Bolt's mouth, and you're dead. And then it <laughs> and then it shows Wanda reacting to that, and then like you know she she, so you know makes his mouth disappear right and then they do they do the uh curb your enthusiasm theme like like oh like good job smartest man alive right <laughs> like pretty, you're the smartest much. man alive and you didn't see you didn't see that revealing that that's how this that's the character's weakness yeah to the villain to the villain like, yeah that was pretty yeah not super smart like for for like four lines one of them 25 percent of those lines being 25 percent of those lines being revealing <laughs> revealing how to kill the uh your secret weapon character 
Yeah, so I don't know. It it seemed a bit rushed. I you know it was fine. It's a Marvel movie. We're at like twenty thousandth Marvel movie, so I'm kind of like whatever. Like let's just get it. That's fine. If let's just do some fan. I'm I'm okay with the fan service in this universe at this point. It's not gonna be like cheap. Like I I just even if it's not super substantial, it's still fun, and I can allow that to be just fun. So I'm not like hyper critiquing it. I think. Part of it is just my eagerness to see him fully in that role because I think it is such a great fit. Um, and if they get you know the right cast for the, to round it out, I think we're in business and we can maybe get rid of this Fantastic Four curse um, that people seem to think exists out there with these you know three movies that have kind of all fallen flat. So we'll we'll see. But you know, to talk, uh, I don't. Um, I think I like the potential of where this is all going with these cameos and the Illuminati and stuff like that. And and with uh, America Chavez, I, I, see, I see arrows pointing to the possible Secret Wars storyline from the comics, which is one of my favorite storylines, uh, which has been iterated over and over and over again. But the gist of that is that there is a threat that um, threatens the entire multiverse and the Illuminati or Nick Fury, depending on what arc you're reading, has to pull together people from different universes to make up this secret team to basically save the multiverse or the universe and nobody will ever know about it. So they get like Wolverine and the Ghost Rider and Luke Cage. They just get all these huge A-list characters together and they do this thing and they go on this mission and save the universe, but then all their memories get wiped or it's like it never happened. So if we if we end up with a movie like that where we can just hand pick like ten of these ten unique Marvel characters and do a movie, um, I think that would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that'd be dope. Mister Fantastic. Was that um, in Secret Wars? Is it the is it the Beyonder? Um. Is yeah, he, I mean, sometimes he, he he can like see it all happening and stuff like that, but typically. I mean, there's the original Secret Wars, which, yeah, totally, which has, like, every character you could possibly think of. It's like, a, it was, like, the birth of this crossover craze. But there were some later versions in, like, the early 2000s or something like that where they were just more, like, shorter story arcs. And there was some really interesting stuff, usually led by, you know, Illuminati characters, Professor X, Mr. Fantastic, Black Panther, stuff like that. Namor. Um Right, Namor, Namor. But I think they're saving Namor for Black Panther. What I or Fantastic Four. You know, he's a yeah. on again, off again love interest for the Invisible Woman in the comics. He's kind of like him and Reed Richards kind of have a a little rivalry going. Hmm. She was in madly in love, deeply in love with Namor. So, so a, a couple Enamored. of things I noticed. Enamored. Bingo. There we go. Bingo. A um, couple things I noticed was that America Chavez is just kind of there. Boring. They just kind of, yeah. They Very just boring. She, I'm sure the there. actress is a fine person, but not a good yeah, actress she, and a boring character. I didn't think she was terrible. She's not I just terrible. It was, it was just, just boring. It was like she was... was just, in peril the whole time. It was just like a character that that was like a MacGuffin character. It she was, was just like, scared, she, running, she and could, like, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't interesting. Jumping through star portals, <laughs> and that's that. We needed her to like get us into this multiversal thing. 
Right. Um, Surprisingly boring. I was very excited because I like America Chavez in the comics. It's a really cool character. But this interpretation uh, needs some work. I think uh, I want to see more, but I, this was kind of funky. I noticed, I noticed she was kind of just there, and I noticed that Wong's hair kept changing in the <laughs> movie. If you, if you watch it again, you'll notice like it goes from like long to short, like depending on what, it's, what scene you're watching. Do you think it's like a, a multiverse version that took over and nobody noticed? I don't know, man. Shaggy I like Wong. Wong. I like his character. He keeps showing up. He's just like around. He's in a lot of these movies and he has cameos quite often. He's an interesting character and he is the Sorcerer Supreme right now. So yeah, he's good. I mean, he's cool. I like, I, I like him. He's like a heart to this franchise. Um, kind of like the new Coulson or something. Some kind of uh, gruesome deaths in this movie super gruesome yeah between wanda taking people out um just in general like the fodder but then also the you know the illuminati got brutalized you remember that that one when they were when they were guarding the fortress and that one that one woman like stabs the dark hold or stabs the book and like turns to ash yeah she's like not you steven me i have to do this and then she gets destroyed and they have like a like a lingering close up of her like charred remains. Yeah, she she was definitely dead. Yeah, that was I'm, kind of. Uh... I mean, yeah, that was cool. She was walking through when she was invading that fortress. She was just smoking people left and right. Killed that whole Illuminati. She, you know, I th- I thought the stuff with Doctor Strange resurrecting a version of himself across dimensions and becoming like a zombie like magic lord i thought that was really freaking cool yeah it was like it was pulpy as all hell but it was all the hands and the zombie face with the scarring and it just unburying his body from that far like that's like a super powerhouse move i thought that was really cool i really liked that i I didn't see it coming (laughs) it was bordering on wacky Right, um, but that's kind of what Sam Raimi does. Like, watch Army of Darkness; it's totally wacky, and it still that's works. His thing. That's his yeah. thing: wackiness. That's, yeah, drag and, me to hell. Like that movie's wacky as hell, but also kind of terrifying. Like he's 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 great at that. Okay, when Rachel McAdams is like fighting those those oil those black oil like demons, mm-hmm. does she is that a is that a line from a Sam Raimi movie when she says like go back to hell? Maybe I don't know. I thought it seemed like it. Could be drag me to hell. Maybe. Right. Would probably be my best guess. Those Go things were pretty creepy. Hell. Yeah, they were. They were. Those were well done. I thought those were effective. Those were like kind of actually pretty scary. <laughs> like I know people were saying, "Is should this movie be rated R?" I was like, "No, it's it's. I don't know. I don't think it should be rated R. I just think people what? are too sensitive." It wasn't gory. It was just kind of. It was. It was scary. It was yeah. It had a had a creep creepy element. But you know, to it. this is one of my complaints about movies these days. Like kids aren't that fragile. Like look at the movies we grew up watching. We're just fine. Like even for, like PG movies, like Neverending Story, one of my favorite movies ever, or Labyrinth. They're rated PG, and they have some really dark ass shit in them. That that is very scary. Or like Adventures of Baron Munchausen has this weird like Grim Reaper thing. But these are all like PG movies, and we're fine. It's just it's just the the police are out there trying to tell you these things aren't for kids. Like Marvel movies need to be for kids. It's like they don't have to be, and it's PG thirteen. 
what 13 year old is gonna like freak out over that you know like if you're above 13 watching doctor strange in the multiverse of madness is that if that's too much for you to handle at 14 good god you got you got a long trip ahead of you <laughs> yeah it's it's i mean it's it was yeah it's not gruesome it's just a little bit it's pulpy and it's um, scary pulp graphically pulpy yeah and people just get like it's not like they're just getting like charred and like off screened you know it's not even like it's not even that bad, right? Yeah, I, don't um, I have to. I have to say, I on second viewing, I still liked it. Yeah, that's good. Um, I mean, that's a lot of Doctor Strange in less in one week. It's a lot of Doctor Strange for sure, and um, you know, you take you take away the the surprise of of the the Illuminati team, which is pretty much pretty much the the you know, the big surprise of the movie. So there's supposed to be just one Illuminati. Like in the comics, it's like this one universe pulls it all together. And sometimes they pull people from different universes together. So I was a little shocked that they all got wiped out, but the way they structured it made me think that there could just be another Illuminati somewhere, but it kind of defeats the purpose of that. Like one universe that like figured it out, you know? Right. But, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe there'll be another one or maybe that was just like, Maybe Marvel just said we're never going to touch the Illuminati. Do whatever you want with it, you know. I like that the the hand the a thing I noticed on second viewing, the handcuffs that are like restraining Doctor Strange when he when he when he's in the the, the quote unquote fishbowl, mm-hmm. and like he can't get out of them. And then when he's fighting with Mordo, they like land on some, they're like hooked <laughs> together, and they just like break. Right. <laughs> they're, like, they're like they're they're he he's they're both handcuffed and they land on some like peg or something some like pole and it, and it breaks and it and it snaps it snaps it and it's like well i guess That's all it took i guess with enough with enough might you can uh, get out of these <laughs> out of these uh these handcuffs so one one other thing uh, i wanted to touch on just, was mike so the, the portrayal of wanda and her going full dark while the powers are different and the circumstances were a little bit different i would have really really liked to see dark phoenix at least half as cool as that you know we've had two x-men movies with dark phoenix in it and they both stunk and they were both horrible portrayals of the dark phoenix and I, the true power. i didn't even bother with dark phoenix well did you see like x-men 3 the last stand yeah, they did. Yeah, that was the yeah, first Dark Phoenix, but then they did another Dark Phoenix later, which was almost just as bad, if not worse. Um, so if if I could picture like what Wanda was doing in this movie, but it was Phoenix, I think that'd be a great start. And then that power would just escalate and escalate and escalate and go like you know into space and all that kind of stuff. But it just showed me that like yeah, you can totally do Dark Phoenix. And and there's two two things. One was she was just brutal like she just had disregard for like people all around her and was killing people left and right and that was that's totally like a consumption dark phoenix kind of thing and secondly there was proper build-up for it like i said wanda's been around since age of ultron and then had her own tv show and was in several marvel movies so they, she got to earn that twist where in the x-men movies they'll do two movies and then dark phoenix no reboot the franchise do one or two movies and then do dark phoenix like 
you have to build up to it. So the Marvel Cinematic Universe has that advantage where they can let this character evolve and breathe over time. And then when that fall happens, it has some impact. So I don't know. I, I'm just a little jealous because I'm a much bigger X-Men fan than I am of like Avengers in general, like comic book wise. So for me to not get my true Dark Phoenix story yet, I'm just really salty. When I see stuff like this, I'm like, we can do it. You can do it. Well, uh, Marvel is is proving they know how to uh, they know how to handle this stuff. So, well, just a matter of time. They have X Men now. So my only hope for anybody listening that works at Marvel is just whenever you do introduce Jean Grey, give her at least three or four movie appearances before you do anything remotely close to Dark Phoenix. You got to earn it. We'll see. You gotta earn it. Um, we'll see. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't have much more to say. I think Phase Four is typically pretty hit or miss. I think this is probably one of the like things. This one might be in the middle somewhere, but I think it's mostly a hit. So I think um, I think it's you know Phase Four is looking a little bit better because of this movie, in my opinion. Yeah, I I, I think it was it was strong. Because, like, what do we have? Black Widow, The Eternals, and Shang-Chi. Like, I wasn't over the moon for any any of those. They weren't horrible, but, like, meh. Shang-Chi has become the most the most forgettable for me of, of almost of all of them. Yeah. Not bad, just I, forgettable. Totally forgettable. Yeah. So then that was, like, a one, two, three punch of mediocrity. And then I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? Then Spider-Man comes along, and you're like, oh, shit okay, there's still some life in this yet. And then that kind of tied into Doctor Strange a little bit. So I'm I'm happy with this direction. I think these movies are picking up a little bit, but I'm still on team should have ended with phase four. Like I would still cash in all of these new movies with the exception of maybe Spider-Man. They could have maybe done that regardless of MCU. They could have just had him split off into his multiverse or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's it's been, it's been a little rocky. A little rocky. We'll see. Uh, we'll see where it goes with what's what's next on the on the Marvel, the Marvel uh, offerings. Well, we got Moon Knight to cover soon from the TV side of things, but from the movie side, yeah, the movie side. <sighs> what's next? Thor: Love and Thunder, I think. Right, Thor: Love and Thunder. There we go. I'm excited about that one. I think I think you know Taika Waititi. I have faith in him. Whether the trailer wasn't that great or not. Um, trailer didn't do a lot for me but i have hope that that's gonna be a cool movie yeah it'll it'll be if it's anything like what was the one what was the one before it um ragnarok ragnarok that movie was fun yeah, it'll be fine. yeah, yeah it was fun. it's gonna be close to ragnarok levels of good if not better i think i have faith that he'll he'll deliver ragnarok was fun as hell Well, I have to say, seen it twice. <laughs> although, although I'm fatigued with with superhero stuff, I enjoyed it as its own as its own movie. You're like I'm um, so Marvel fatigued, but I saw it twice in a week. Well, you know, because what happened is, is is I panicked when I when I when I thought it. I realized it was going to be Mother's Day weekend. Oh right. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to. I don't want to go in a crowded theater. Oh right. And so I'm like, it, it's like it's. I'm either going to see it early or i'm gonna wait until the end of the weekend and i'm like i'm just gonna go i'm gonna 
I'm going to go today. So I went mm-hmm. and saw it on a Thursday. Um, pretty empty theater. And, but then I felt bad because I kind of told my brother I would see it with him. Yeah, but so, you got the, you know, we got the podcast timing. So I saw it with my brother again. That's good. Did you tell him you had already seen it or did you just... Oh, he knew. Yeah, okay. I told him. It's okay. Yeah. You live and you learn. Live and you learn. And uh, yeah, fun romp. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad you liked it. I was worried that this would have been like an exhaustion point for you, but um, little did I know you saw it twice and still like it. Yeah. Power of Raimi for you. It is my preferred multiversal adventure that I've seen in the last month. (laughs) That's that's a good review. Yeah. Same. It is my preferred multi. Actually, no, I don't, did we see it? Yeah, this month, yeah. May, for the month of May. Last month was everything everywhere for me. Okay, see, that's what I'm saying. I've, it, within the last month. Yeah, that's just, yeah. I guess I saw it within the last month. So for me, I'm going to go with this one. Okay, interesting. I'm still I'm still team E-E-O-A-T. E-O-A-T. E-O-A-T. Word. All right, well. Till next time, I think we got a lot of things coming up to to talk about. We got Moon Knight, we got the Northman, we got a few other things on the horizon, so stay tuned. All right, until next time, see you later, Jason Fury. Hasta la bye-bye, Adam Roth. <laughs>